five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. When I came into office, I promised to look at the world's challenges with open eyes and very fresh thinking. We cannot solve our problems by making the same failed assumptions and repeating the same failed strategies of the past. All challenges demand new approaches. My announcement today marks the beginning of a new approach to conflict between Israel and the Palestinians. In 1995, Congress adopted the Jerusalem Embassy Act, urging the federal government to relocate the American Embassy to Jerusalem and to recognize that that city, and so importantly, is Israel's capital. This act passed Congress by an overwhelming bipartisan majority and was reaffirmed by unanimous vote of the Senate only six months ago. Yet for over 20 years, every previous American president has exercised the law's waiver, refusing to move the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem or to recognize Jerusalem as Israel's capital city. Presidents issued these waivers under the belief that delaying the recognition of Jerusalem would advance the cause of peace. Some say they lacked courage, but they made their best judgment based on facts as they understood them at the time. Nevertheless, the record is in. After more than two decades of waivers, we are no closer to a lasting peace agreement between Israel and the Palestinians. It would be folly to assume that repeating the exact same formula would now produce a different or better result. Therefore, I have determined that it is time to officially recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. While previous presidents have made this a major campaign promise, they failed to deliver. Today, I am delivering. I've judged this course of action to be in the best interests of the United States of America and the pursuit of peace between Israel and the Palestinians. This is a long overdue step to advance the peace process and to work towards a lasting agreement. Israel is a sovereign nation with the right, like every other sovereign nation, to determine its own capital. Acknowledging this is a fact is a necessary condition for achieving peace. It was 70 years ago that the United States under President Truman recognized the state of Israel. Ever since then, Israel has made its capital in the city of Jerusalem, the capital the Jewish people established in ancient times. Today, Jerusalem is the seat of the modern Israeli government. It is the home of the Israeli parliament, the Knesset, as well as the Israeli 
Supreme Court. It is the location of the official residence of the Prime Minister and the President. It is the headquarters of many government ministries. For decades, visiting American presidents, secretaries of state, and military leaders have met their Israeli counterparts in Jerusalem, as I did on my trip to Israel earlier this year. Jerusalem is not just the heart of three great religions, but it is now also the heart of one of the most successful democracies in the world. Over the past seven decades, the Israeli people have built a country where Jews, Muslims, and Christians, and people of all faiths are free to live and worship according to their conscience and according to their beliefs. Jerusalem is today and must remain a place where Jews pray at the Western Wall, where Christians walk the Stations of the Cross, and where Muslims worship at Al-Aqsa Mosque. However, through all of these years, presidents representing the United States have declined to officially recognize Jerusalem as Israel's capital. In fact, we have declined to acknowledge any Israeli capital at all. But today, we finally acknowledge the obvious, that Jerusalem is Israel's capital. This is nothing more or less than a recognition of reality. It is also the right thing to do. It's something that has to be done. That is why, consistent with the Jerusalem Embassy Act, I am also directing the State Department to begin preparation to move the American Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. This will immediately begin the process of hiring architects, engineers, and planners so that a new embassy, when completed, will be a magnificent tribute to peace. In making these announcements, I also want to make one point very clear. This decision is not intended in any way to reflect a departure from our strong commitment to facilitate a lasting peace agreement. We want an agreement that is a great deal for the Israelis and a great deal for the Palestinians. We are not taking a position of any final status issues, including the specific boundaries of the Israeli sovereignty in Jerusalem or the resolution of contested borders. Those questions are up to the parties involved. The United States remains deeply committed to helping facilitate a peace agreement that is acceptable to both sides. I intend to do everything in my power to help forge such an agreement. Without question, Jerusalem is one of the most sensitive issues in those talks. The United States would support a two-state solution if agreed to by both sides. In the meantime, I call on all parties to maintain the status quo at Jerusalem's holy sites, including the Temple Mount, 
also known as Haram al-Sharif. Above all, our greatest hope is for peace, the universal yearning in every human soul. With today's action, I reaffirm my administration's longstanding commitment to a future of peace and security for the region. There will, of course, be disagreement and dissent regarding this announcement. But we are confident that ultimately, as we work through these disagreements, we will arrive at a peace and a place far greater in understanding and cooperation. This sacred city should call forth the best in humanity, lifting our sights to what it is possible, not pulling us back and down to the old fights that have become so totally predictable. Peace is never beyond the grasp of those willing to reach it. So today we call for calm, for moderation, and for the voices of tolerance to prevail over the purveyors of hate. Our children should inherit our love, not our conflicts. I repeat the message I delivered at the historic and extraordinary summit in Saudi Arabia earlier this year. The Middle East is a region rich with culture, spirit, and history. Its people are brilliant, proud, and diverse, vibrant, and strong. But the incredible future awaiting this region is held at bay by bloodshed, ignorance, and terror. Vice President Pence will travel to the region in the coming days to reaffirm our commitment to work with partners throughout the Middle East to defeat radicalism that threatens the hopes and dreams of future generations. It is time for the many who desire peace to expel the extremists from their midst. It is time for all civilized nations and people to respond to disagreement with reasoned debate, not violence. And it is time for young and moderate voices all across the Middle East to claim for themselves a bright and beautiful future. So today, let us rededicate ourselves to a path of mutual understanding and respect. Let us rethink old assumptions and open our hearts and minds to possible and possibilities. And finally, I ask the leaders of the region political and religious, Israeli and Palestinian, Jewish and Christian and Muslim to join us in the noble quest for lasting peace. Thank you. God bless you. God bless Israel. God bless the Palestinians. And God bless the United States. Thank you very much. Thank you.
שם בין הערים, יושבת לה בדם, אני נמצא במערב, ליבי הוא בטח שם. 
J.M. in the A.M. with Avi Peretz and Ir Shel Zahav, obviously about the great holy city of Jerusalem. Amram Adar with Jerusalem. Yerushalayim Shel Zahav, that was Shuli Natan. We were proud to present President Trump's speech after Modani by Regesh this morning to remind everybody of the great day that yesterday was and why we are still on a uh, high of celebration here at the Nahum Siegel Network, and I would hope in every corner of the Jewish world, I know that not everybody is thrilled with the news from yesterday, I know, and I know some people are not thrilled with the um, with some of the other items that were discussed by President Trump, aside from his recognition of Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and the uh, fact that he's announced the move of the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. But I think those two things give us cause, give us reason to celebrate this week and uh, to look back at December the 6th of 2017 as an important day in modern Jewish history. Helping us to analyze all of this, uh, coming up in the 7 o'clock hour, Yaakov Katz, editor of the Jerusalem Post, is going to join us. In the 8 o'clock hour, Israeli ambassador to the United Nations, Danny Danone, is going to join us. Tomorrow, of course, Malcolm Honline, executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. 
They'll be with us for the weekly update. There's so much to talk about, so many different angles and little nuances about all of this. I posted on my profile on Facebook. If you go to Anachem Siegel on Facebook, my profile, I posted the cover of this morning's New York Post. I felt they handled it appropriately. I really did. I thought that the New York Post is one of the newspapers in this country that really handled it well. Um, by, by the way, listener Zelig uh, has asked me to explain to everyone what the red string in the man's left hand is on the cover of the New York Post. I don't think I'm qualified to do that, listener Zelig. <laughs> I, really, I really don't think I'm qualified to do that. Uh, but I appreciate you mentioning that. Um, so that is the uh, that's the New York Post, and of course, uh, those of you who heard me during bonus JM, you heard what I had to say about the uh, about the newspaper cover that I am not posting today, and that is the one by the New York Times. The New York Times continues to be uh, frustrated and flustered by the activities of President Trump, especially vis-a-vis Israel and Jerusalem. Thank God, and uh, they they. In their headline this morning, in their headline this morning, which I'm not, I'm not going to post the actual cover, uh, but I will read to you the headline uh, from this morning's New York Times. If this is not a perfect example of how they handle things, President calls Jerusalem shift the right thing. Now, I would venture, if I would walk into any journalism class, even on. even on the college campuses that are known to be anti-Israel, if I walked into 99% of the journalism classes in this country and was given an assignment to write a headline that depicts what happened yesterday, I'm not even saying a headline that doesn't include any bias. Let's say, let's say it should or it doesn't matter if it includes bias. Write a headline, students, that depicts... What happened yesterday in Washington, D.C.? If I hand it in, President calls Jerusalem shift the right thing, I bet you it would get a failing grade. Outrageous. You've outdone yourselves, New York Times. You've outdone yourselves. Anyway, glad I got that out of my system. Thursday morning on this December the 7th and 19th of Kislev, 38 degrees, 55% humidity, Windsor West. At 9 miles an hour, sunny today with a high temperature of 48. Then tonight, partly cloudy, a low 35. Tomorrow, cloudy skies, a high temperature of 43 degrees. In the um, capital of Israel for the last 70 years, Jerusalem, 51 degrees. Here in New York City, 38 as we wake up on a, a Thursday morning. I thank all of you for listening in from around the world. The app is open. Yesterday was a very active day, a record breaking day for our app in terms of comments. Uh, listener Shaney has already written Boker R from the capital of Israel. <laughs> Thank you, Shaney. And um, yes, yesterday, so if you have a comment, uh, you want to know if you want us to know where you are, what you're doing, what you want to hear, etc. Just comment on the app. We'll see that. Also, yesterday we presented a um, a network special. I want to thank both Miriam L. Wallach and Mayor Weingarten for joining me during the actual broadcast that we had of President Trump's speech, record-breaking numbers here at the Nahum Siegel Network during that time, and I thank you. I thank you for uh, tuning in, and I thank you for uh, being interested in our commentary. Um, We had a lot to say here in the studio, and Mayor really analyzed things uh, based on President Trump's words, and I thank him for that. 
And uh, more of this analysis continues today. Yaakov Katz, editor of Jerusalem Post, is going to join us. Um, at 8.30, Israeli ambassador to the United Nations, Danny Danone, is scheduled to join us. So there are a lot of, um, there's still a lot of analysis, a lot of things that we're going to be speaking about here on the JM and the AM regarding the big announcement yesterday. By the way, some of you know, Hanukkah is Tuesday night. Hanukkah is Tuesday night. In fact, we're getting complaints for not playing enough Hanukkah music. I get that because we've been so focused on Jerusalem and other things. Uh, we'll play Hanukkah music as we get closer, trust me. But um, Hanukkah is Tuesday night, and today in studio here at JM and the AM, the Spielmans will be our focus. The Spielmans are a a toy, a toy that has been made available uh, for the Jewish world by a couple of people in this area. And um, from what we hear, it's off to a roaring start in terms of its popularity. So have you heard of the Spielmans? If you have or if you haven't, Dr. Jonathan Lewin and Yehuda Miller will be joining us in the 7 o'clock hour to talk a little bit about Hanukkah and a brand new toy that you might be interested in for Hanukkah. All right, so I'll be coming up here at JM in the AM. 25 minutes before 7 a.m. Good morning, all. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to the Nahum Siegel Network, a Thursday morning edition of JM in the AM. Rims 
Comes from uh, Eitan Katz, Vali Yerushalayim. Avi Peretz had both Harim Saviv and Ir Shal Zahav, uh, both about Jerusalem. As we celebrate, we continue to celebrate on this Thursday, yesterday's announcement by President Trump. 
Uh, listener Joe on our app, good afternoon in Israel now. It's amazing the spirit here. All right, that's what we want to hear. Thank you, Joe. Uh, one listener says, it's always been the capital. Now they just stated the obvious. Thanks, NSN, for the speech and the music, bringing the celebration to our part of the world. I thank you for that. And, yeah, it was obvious, but, you know, still we celebrate uh, the um, the statement of the obvious. And uh, one listener writes, President Trump did the right thing, and he did it in style yesterday. That's Yitzchak from San Antonio. You're right. He did do it in style, and he did it with great uh, – with great power and some defiance for those uh, who are uh, on the other side of the issue. And he did it with um, what appeared to be great conviction as well. And that should be duly noted. JM and the AM, more coming up on this Thursday morning broadcast. Yaakov Katz, editor, Jerusalem Post, about uh, 20 minutes away right here at JM and the AM. <laughs> Why are you 
J.M. in the A.M., City of Gold. It's Blue Fringe with their tribute to Jerusalem, City of Gold. Oh, yes. Uh, before that, Uvao Ha'ovdim, Shlomo Kalbach, with a song that speaks of Jerusalem. Believe Yerushalayim was done by Eitan Katz. Thursday morning with sunshine and a high temperature of 48. 51 right now in the uh, capital of Israel for the last 70 years. Jerusalem, 38 here in New York City as we say good morning. At JM in the AM. I want to thank those who are commenting on the app. Still celebrating, of course, yesterday's big announcement by President Trump. <laughs> Listener Joe asks, will mini Israel move the U.S. Embassy as well? Yeah, I bet they will. <laughs> I bet they will. Well, I don't know. We'll to find out who owns mini Israel. And we'll find out if they'll move it. Um, JM says, Jerusalem will always be the eternal capital of Israel and the Jewish people. No recognition of any world leaders required. Yeah, that's we, we agree with you. We agree with you. Nonetheless, we're going to celebrate when the world's most powerful person makes good on a commitment like that in the strong manner that he did yesterday. So, um, yes, we believe me, we agree with, the, with that. As I just said, 51 degrees in the capital of Israel for the last 70 years, Jerusalem. Thursday morning broadcast. It's JM and the M. Lots going on today, and I mean lots. We have a big day on our network here at the Nahum Siegel Network following us. At 6 a.m., it's Charlie Harari. Uh, he'll be on with the uh, Unlocking Greatness program. Uh, 9.30 for spin class, Michael Fragan and Phil Goldfeder. Jew in the City Speaks, Allison Joseph interviews Miriam Ballin, director of the United Hatzalah of Israel Psychotrauma and Crisis Response Unit. That's life. Miriam al Wallach features uh, a Hanukkah in Jerusalem overview with Tamar Lussman of Candy Corner and Joanne Shepson of Fun in Jerusalem. Live lunch will be at 11. Throwback Thursday will go back to 2004. Wow. Um, JM Rewind will feature our uh, friends at the Anxiety Center. Dr. David Ross Marin and David Braid. That's, uh, the Center for Anxiety, rather. Center for Anxiety. That's on at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. The Arif Shabbos Show tonight with Mark Zamek features great Jewish music. It's uh, brought to you by our friends at Kedem and begins at 7 p.m. Arif Shabbos Show begins at 7 p.m. tonight. Tune in and enjoy. Someone said to me at the Kushner event on Sunday how the uh, the Erev Shabbos music on Thursday night and Friday is simply remarkable, and I'm afraid we have to agree with that. Yeah. Hey, if you want to run at the Miami Marathon, check out Team Yachad. That's right. Go to the web, search Team Yachad. You could sponsor a runner. You could become a runner. You could be part of an amazing event at the end of January down in Florida. Team Yachad is heading down to the Miami Marathon. Be part of it. Search Team Yachad now. Online And don't forget, you could support us at JM and the AM by sponsoring part or all of a JM and the AM broadcast. All you got to do is go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and we thank you. It is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSegal.com, on the NachumSegal Network, and on the beloved NSN app. I want to thank those of you who were tuned in yesterday for our big show. Before President Trump's announcement, we had a record day yesterday, both for our network and for the uh, number of comments on our app. 
Also, I want to thank those who tuned into the network special right after the live lunch with Avrami yesterday. Middle part of the day had uh, also record-breaking numbers, and I thank those of you who tuned in to hear our audio presentation of the president's speech and Mayor Weingarten's commentary afterwards. Thank you. Thank you. Galitzal in the background. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday follows next. We say Boker Tov from JM in the AM. Where is our... There we go. עימותים עם כוחות הביטחון במספר מוקדים ביהודה ושומרון ובעזה, כתבתנו כרמל דנגור. על פי דיווחים בתקשורת הפלסטינית, שני מתפרעים נפגעו מהירי במהלך עימותים עם צה"ל בגבול עזה. גם בחברון, בקלקיליה, בבית לחם, בג'נין ובשער שכם בירושלים, דווח על הפרות סדר. במטכ"ל הוחלט בתום הערכת מצב על תגבור מספר גדודים בשטחי יהודה ושומרון לקראת הסלמה אפשרית. מוקדם יותר איים ראש הלשכה המדינית בחמאס, אסמאעיל הנייה, כי החלטת טראמפ על העברת השגרירות לירושלים מחייבת יציאה לאינתיפאדה. בתוך כך רוסיה הזהירה לפני זמן קצר מהסלמה באזור בעקבות הכרזת טראמפ. כתבתנו אינן טונוב. משרד החוץ הרוסי הצהיר כי ההכרה בירושלים תוביל להחמרה בסכסוך הישראלי-פלסטיני וקרא לכל הצדדים להימנע מפעולות שעלולות להיות להן השלכות מסוכנות. על פי דיווחים בסוכנות הידיעות הרוסית, גינוי חריף יותר ממוסקבה יימסר בהמשך. עובדי בנק איגוד פתחו בשביתה מיידית והסניפים ברחבי הארץ נסגרו בשעה האחרונה. כתבנו לענייני כלכלה, ניתאי נאבי. ההחלטה התקבלה בתום כינוס אספת חירום של עובדי הבנק. לדבריהם יושב ראש הדירקטוריון הכחיש את הפרסומים שלפיהם הוא פועל לשכנע שרים ובכירים באוצר לתמוך במיזוג הבנקים איגוד ומזרחי טפחות. אבל כשנשאל לדבריהם מה עמדתו בעניין המיזוג, הוא סובב את גבו וחזר ללשכתו. מהנהלת הבנק טרם נמסרה תגובה. חמישה בני אדם נפצעו בתאונת דרכים בכביש 6 סמוך למחלף נשרים. צוותי מד"א פינו לבית החולים קפלן ברחובות שני פצועים כבני 60 במצב בינוני ושלושה פצועים נוספים במצב קל. בעקבות התאונה מורגש עומס תנועה בכביש 6 לדרום סמוך למחלף נשרים. תושב בני ברק חשוד בביצוע מעשה סדום בקטין בשנת 2008. כתבתנו פיי גוטמן. החשוד בן 24 נעצר לאחר שבזירת ביצוע עבירה מלפני כתשע שנים נמצאו ראיות הקושרות אותו לחשד. בחודש מאי האחרון התקבלה תלונה נוספת על החשוד בגין מעשה מגונה. כאמור הוא נתפס וחומרי החקירה נגדו הועברו לפרקליטות. תיק ביטן הוארך בחמישה ימים מעצרו של ראש עיריית ראשון לציון דוב צור. בסיום ימי המעצר הוא יישלח למעצר בית של עשרה ימים. שאול הכנעני, נהגו של יושב ראש הקואליציה דוד ביטן, שוחרר בתנאים מגבילים יחד עם החשודים ממשפחת ג'רושי. כתבתנו הדס שטייף מזכירה כי הבוקר עוכבו לחקירה שני מעורבים נוספים בפרשה, ביניהם גם מקורב לשר התחבורה ישראל כץ. תחזין מזג האוויר קר מהרגיל בעונה, בלילה קיים חשש לקרה בעמקים. אלה החדשות שעורך אריאל זיגלר. Thank 
Shabu ba 
של ידידי היקר, יונתן רזל. J.M. in the A.M. That's Yaakov Shweki. I, um, well, we love speaking with our next guest. Our next guest here at J.M. in the A.M. is uh, editor of the Jerusalem Post, and he is speaking to us live from Jerusalem on this Thursday morning. Yaakov Katz, welcome back to J.M. in the A.M. Thanks, Nachum. Uh, you started with this story, or at least it's the first story that's posted on your website this morning, so I'll start with it because a lot of people around the world are certainly curious uh, Hamas leaders are calling for intifadas. We know that there have been uh, su- there's been some rioting in certain areas, and tomorrow, of course, is supposed supposedly an official day of rioting. How would you classify the violent response to yesterday's announcement by President Trump? Look, so far there hasn't been any violence, right? And you know, I'm I'm personally skeptical, though. You know, I don't want to be uh, I don't want to try to 
predict or be a prophet of, of what will happen. But I'm skeptical that we'll start to see something of a major scale, right? The Israeli Defense Forces have gone a bit on a heightened state of alert. They deployed some extra forces to try to contain whatever might break out in the West Bank. Or tomorrow there's some concern around prayers at the Temple Mount, which we know is always a site of, of some tension whenever there's some diplomatic issue like what happened with uh, President Trump's announcement, historic announcement yesterday regarding Jerusalem. But, but I will say is something more substantial, I think, which is that no government in the world and, or people in the world should uh, – conduct themselves or conduct their foreign policy and make decisions of this magnitude based on threats by terrorist organizations. Whether Hamas decides to now fire a barrage of rockets into Israel or whether, you know, ISIS decides to try to carry out an attack somewhere or whether there will be riots on the streets of Amman or Cairo or Ramallah or somewhere in East Jerusalem is not something that we need to say, okay, because of that, this should not happen. This was the, the, the correction of a historic injustice and something right that was done, and this was the right thing that should be done. And therefore, even if these terrorist organizations make these threats, okay, we'll deal with it. We've dealt with it before. We'll continue to deal with them in the future. You know, you, you talk about a, a, a wrong being righted and what President Trump did yesterday in, in the way that he did it, especially with the uh, conviction that he did it, uh, was really so amazing. Uh, are, are people... Uh, the pro-Israel community here, you can imagine, is celebrating. I'm trying to lead that celebration. Are, are people in Israel celebrating as well? Are you getting the feeling that there's a different atmosphere in Israel in light of the announcement by President Trump? Look, I'm, I'm talking to you from Jerusalem. I'm a Jerusalemite. I woke up this morning. Did my city look different? It looked the same. It could still use a good street sweeping like it needs every day. But there is a sense, I would say, among even people who are, were critics of the president. I myself have been critical of the, of the U.S. president, some of his policies and some of his statements in the Jerusalem Post, right? We've editorialized it at many occasions over the last year in, in, with some criticism against the president. But here was, it was, it was, a, was an amazing example of true leadership, of bold leadership, of uh, maybe to go as far as to say courageous leadership. And we have to tap our hat or tip our hat to, to, to him in recognition of that and say thank you. And I think that the vast majority of Israelis who I've spoken to on the left, on the right, in the center, uh, whether politicians or pundits or analysts, you name it, were all impressed by the speech that he gave yesterday, the conviction with which he gave the speech, the clarity with which he declared that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. There was no wish-washing. There was no West Jerusalem, East Jerusalem, this part, that part. It was a clear speech. It made a clear statement, and it was heard and resonated around the world, and that was what was most important. Yaakov Katz is with us, editor of the Jerusalem Post. Uh, are you skeptical about the timeline when it comes to the move of the embassy? Uh, we know that he uh, he expressed that it's going to take years to actually be completed. Many of us were hoping that he would symbolically call for you know a shingle to be hanged uh, on the consulate in Jerusalem, and you know that immediately it would start to be recognized as an embassy, even if the staff and the entire you know machination wasn't in place yet. Uh, are you skeptical when it's, when you see a timeline like that, especially one that's going to be guided by the State Department, that maybe that embassy really won't be built in Jerusalem? Look, Nahum, nothing was nothing's built in a day, and you know a sign would be nice. It would be symbolic. It would be you know a nice photo op. 
But I think that if, if they really move ahead with this plan, and even if it takes three years, four years, five years, right, to ultimately have the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem, uh, a, a new one built especially for this city, is something of greater significance. I think that the, the speech itself is of amazing significance. And the way I view it is it sends three messages to three different parties. The first party it sends a message to is to the Palestinians, which is basically this illusion that Jerusalem does not belong to Israelis, does not belong to the Jewish people, is, 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 is wrong, is false. And the, the, this attempt on behalf of some parts of the Palestinian people to use terrorism to defeat Israel, to take away Jerusalem, is ultimately doomed to fail. That's message one, and that's an important message. Message two is to the rest of the world, but most importantly, I think, to the European Union, which has long stood against Israel on these issues, and it's to say to the European Union, you are in the wrong, America now is in the right, we are divided on this issue, and America today stands with Israel more aligned than ever before in recent history. And the third party that it sends a message to, I believe, is to the Israeli people. And that is that, these, that the American government, the American people, have Israel's back in a way that it hasn't had in a very long time. Now, we all know that there's no such thing as a free lunch. So what this also can mean is that somewhere down the road, when the Green, Black, Kushner, Friedman group present their peace plan that they've been working on with a lot of energy, a lot of effort, and with great detail, I'm, I'm understanding that this plan has breaks down core issues into great details, hundreds of pages and documents, right? When they present this plan somewhere down the road and they say to Israel, okay, what's your answer? Israel will be find itself in a very difficult situation to say no to a plan presented by an administration that has given it such an amazing historic gift. So, you know, th that message is also geared to Israel with an eye on the future and the longer term of when this plan is actually presented. Well, that's a piece of news to us is that, uh, in your opinion, or based on what you know, there definitively is a plan in the Greenblatt Kushner Friedman pocket at the moment. And <laughs> as I think you've just alluded to, for some of us, that sounds like good news. And for some of us, that sounds like not such good news. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it, look, it all, it all, the, the, everything will be in the details, right? So what does that plan contain? I do not know. But from talks that I've recently held and, you know, with, with people who are in the know, this plan does contain great detail about some of the core issues, including about Jerusalem, by the way. The, the statement that President Trump made last night, he himself said, this does not change anything about, you know, what might come out of the negotiations if the sides decide that a two-state solution is the way to move forward. And if Jerusalem is to one day become part of the equation there, okay, that, that's a possibility. Right. But, and that will be for the sides to decide, ultimately. But, you know, like on the issue of Jerusalem, they have, they have great detail. They've broken these issues down into a into a plan whether it's ready yet to be presented whether it is prepared for implementation that's something that still obviously we're not there yet but i think that we should take this very seriously this is an administration that is very determined to make progress on the Israeli-Palestinian issue. Uh, they're working on it with, with a lot of effort. They're investing a lot of diplomatic and political capital into it. You know, we had the president who visited here and made a historic trip in May. We have the vice president who's coming here, I think it's, what, next week or the week after? Mm -hmm. Just in a few days, he'll be here for a couple of days. You know, I don't think you've seen that type of... Uh, uh, the, that, that, that frequency of visits, of trips, of, of investment, of effort, of, of talk uh, about this single issue like we're seeing right now, 
and and that says something. So I wouldn't say that you know we're in the clear for those who might be concerned about a plan if that's where you are or someone else's. But the the the, the they are definitely very focused on on this issue. Yakov Katz, editor of Jerusalem Post. All right, a couple of more things if you don't mind. First of all, and you have American roots, you can relate to this. Uh, there's there's some resentment in this country, I would say. Uh, to those Jewish government officials, I, sh- I should say it this way, to especially to those who are Jewish uh, government officials, but others as well, who have supported Israel tremendously in Congress over the years and who recently, within the last year, have voted overwhelmingly uh, for the Jerusalem to be recognized as the capital, uh, possibly even uh, the embassy move. I'd have to look at the details to, to see if that vote uh, was recent in the Senate and, uh, and House itself. And then these same members of the United States Senate uh, and the House, some of them, some of them being Jewish, um, expressed their dissatisfaction and uh, and opposition to what President Trump did yesterday. How do you view? Um, how do you view that? That uh, especially the Jewish government officials, but those who have been supposedly in Israel's corner all this time, changing their mind this week. Look, you know, the, the politics is always going to be a major player in, in, in a lot of these different things. You know, uh, there are people even on the Israeli political scene, right, who look at this and, you know, definitely some analysts and some pundits who use it as an attempt to try to bash the prime minister in Israel. Um, and I would say that he deserves a lot of credit as well for what's happened here, right? You know, it, yes, it's true that this is something that President Trump has decided, but it was Prime Minister Netanyahu who was able to get President Trump to decide that, right? And so so, you know, th- 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 there's some credit that, 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 that he deserves for it. But I would put that aside as political um, noise. I think ultimately the more substantive issue here is, is the decision itself, the declaration itself, and the potential later move at a later date of the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Uh, if he was going to do it, uh, have you thought of this one uh, in the aftermath of yesterday's speech? If he was going to do it anyway... And he was ready to uh, uh, to announce the move to recognize Jerusalem as Israel's capital. Um, have you asked yourself why he didn't just do it on day one? Um, you know, earlier in 2017, at the very beginning of his administration. I think there was a you know from what I know at that time in in uh, period when he was just taking office there was even there were some rumors at least that I was hearing from a number of different sources at the time just around the, that weekend of the inauguration that he would make the decision immediately right um, that didn't happen then came the waiver of uh, of June which he signed right. right? And, and, and people, there was a lot of build-up till then, and I think you know there was there was some hope within even some parts of his, in his administration that he would he would not sign the waiver. He ultimately did sign the waiver, and I think that it made sense for a president who was just getting his bearings and an administration that was had just entered office a few months earlier. Uh, we're trying to figure out where things stood, and we, we're we're kind of putting everything. This is a very complicated chessboard, the the Middle East and especially the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. So they were just trying to figure things out. But I think that now, a year into everything, was an opportunity for him to be able to maybe make a more uh, reserved but also calculated decision. You know, people, I'm hearing a lot of people who are lamenting the death of the peace process. And my right. question is, what peace process exactly are you talking about? <laughs> when was the last time Israel's prime minister met with the Palestinian president? When was the last time their negotiations team sat down with our negotiations team? So unless there's something I don't know and, and, and you know, I tend to know if there's some peace process that's happening. There is no peace process right now. So, you know, if, if for 20-something years since the Oslo Accords, we've tried, and, and Nahum, you, you, you know, we've spoken many times before. You read my stuff. 
I'm in favor of, 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 of peace with the Palestinians. Correct. Personally, in, in the Jerusalem Post editorial line, we support a two-state solution. Correct. I know many of your viewers might be upset with me for that. You, you, you're listening, you, sorry. You, you but, took heat for it at the Mizrahi event back in May. Yes, but, but I will say is that with that, for 24 years since we signed the Oslo, since Yitzhak Rabin signed the Oslo Accords with Yasser Arafat and Bill Clinton at the White House in 1993, where are we? We haven't moved forward. So you banged your head against the wall for 24 years, and you haven't succeeded in moving forward. If, you know, I think the president probably thought to himself and is thinking to himself, for 24 years they tried one model, it didn't work. Right. This changes the model. This could potentially bring peace. This could, this, because of what I said before, this shatters the illusion that Jerusalem does not belong to Israel. Right. The Palestinians need to wake up. They need to realize that the time is not on their side, and that this is a president who is not ashamed to say that he stands with Israel. Right. So if I'm in the Palestinian Authority today, I'm nervous. Maybe I'll threaten, like they are, a little posturing to try to play it tough, but i am be shaking because I'd be concerned what's next, and how do I ensure that if I really do want peace, and all indications are that they don't want it, let's not delude ourselves, but if they really do want peace and they really do want statehood, and they really do want to separate from Israel, then they have to get their act together and start to take this a little more seriously. Yaakov Katz, editor of Jerusalem Post. By the way, Yaakov, last week we spoke with Gidon Saar, made quite an impression on this audience. Is he still the odds-on favorite, according to Israeli media, to be the next prime minister of Israel? Uh, to be the next prime minister of Israel might be a bit jumping it for the time being, but he definitely is is polling very high as a potential successor to Benjamin Netanyahu as the leader of the Likud. So if Netanyahu would, for one reason or another, the, the investigations against him or some other political scenario have to leave the stage uh, and no longer be chairman of the Likud, all polls show that Gidon Sa would become the next chairman of the Likud, and that if he was the chairman of the Likud and there were elections based on the current parties, although with him as chairman, he would actually potentially win those elections. So he's right. definitely uh, uh, someone who needs to be watched, is a serious guy, has a lot of experience. I just spent a couple of days with him at a, at a conference in Washington. Um, he, is, he, he definitely has a lot of experience under his belt. He would, he's one of, uh, I see several people who I see on the arena who are qualified, and I think, to become a future Israeli prime minister. But, uh, but there's still some time till that were to happen, and it would have to include, again, Netanyahu departing the stage that he's held for so long. Yaakov, we love your analysis. Thank you so much. Shabbat shalom to you, and thanks for joining us. Thank you, Nachum. All the best. Yaakov Katz, editor, Jerusalem Post, JM in the AM, 7.30 in the morning on this Thursday couple of items before we get to our by Goldwasser. Congregation Talmud Torah of Flopbush continues their fall lecture series. Rabbi Tzvi Ram from right here on the Lower East Side of Manhattan, the great leader of the Bialystoker Synagogue, is going to be speaking this Saturday night at 8 p.m. He is the administrator of the Manhattan based in dealing with Gerus. He's an instructor of Talmud at IBC up at Yeshiva University and the rabbi of the Bialystoker School. And the topic this coming Saturday night is, give me one second. The topic this coming Saturday night is Loving Converts. Loving Converts. Tamatara Flatbush, located at 1305 Coney Island Avenue, 10 Avenues I and J in Brooklyn, New York. Phone number 718-377-2528. Go and enjoy. That is going to be quite a presentation, to say the least. Reminder, the FIDF dinner in New Jersey with special guest Avi Isakharov, co-creator of hit Netflix series, Fauda and specialist in Arab affairs. It's happening at the Teaneck Marriott Glen Point. 
this coming Sunday beginning at 5 p.m. Information, contact FIDF.org slash NJGala, FIDF.org slash NJGala. I am planning on being there on Sunday and looking forward to greeting everybody. It's an amazingly inspiring night, and I thank FIDF New Jersey for welcoming me there this coming Sunday. J.M. in the A.M. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, and here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. We say in the Animamins, I believe with a perfect faith. Ravah says that when a person is taken to judgment, he is going to be asked, did you deal faithfully? Did you establish times for learning? Did you engage in the betterment of the world? Did you hope for salvation? Did you try to understand the things that are required from us in this world? Roshach relates that one time he went to Tashlich on Rosh Hashanah. There was a river on the right side of the Gvul or the boundary of the Tchum Shabbos. All of a sudden, there was a strong wind that blew the hat off of one of the Mispalim. It fell outside the Tchum or the boundary. Rav Shach noted that he observed that the person stopped for a moment, indecisively. Then he quickly ran, picked up the hat, and took it and put it on his head. Rav Shach continued, The fact that he waited for a moment, that's a good thing. The nisayon, or the challenge, is truthfully very difficult. It's unpleasant. If the person would have to leave his hat, there is certainly a loss of money. Ultimately, the person made his decision, which he also understood, even though it was the wrong one. Like it says, Lev yodea maras nafsho. The heart knows its own bitterness. We all know the challenges that we face in this world. It's not simple to confront the traps of the evil inclination. However, Rav Shach said, One thing I don't understand. Why did he run? Why didn't he go slowly? The truth of the matter is that he had the feeling that he could possibly deceive Hashem. As if to say, if he could run, pick it up really quickly and return within the Tchum. In heaven, they won't notice it. Maybe they were busy with something else. This in itself contradicts Amunah. It's the person that has to be Makir the Emes, that has recognized the truth at all times. A person has that Amuna, that tremendous faith at all times. Like it says in Zechariah, The eyes of Hashem scan the entire world. And especially in our days, we are thankful for that great hashkacha, that divine providence which guides us all. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day.
said earlier in the show we'd get to some Hanukkah music, but this is for a dual purpose, not just to remind everybody that Tuesday night is Hanukkah, but to welcome into our studio uh, Dr. Jonathan Lewin and Yehuda Miller, uh, the two of them who are usually on a daily basis involved in really serious medical situations are the people who have been designated to introduce to our audience the Spielmans. The Spielmans, they're people in a box, and I'm not even kidding. And by the way, I don't even think I have to speak to them on the air. All you have, to, all I have to tell this audience is to go to thespielmans.com. That's all you need to know, S-H-P-I-E-L-M-A-N-S, thespielmans.com, and you'll see how unique and interesting this brand-new project for Hanukkah 5778 is. Uh, Dr. Jonathan Lewin, Yehuda Miller, welcome to JM in the AM. Good, war- good morning, and thank you so much for having us here. A pleasure. Welcome. Uh, tell me about the birth of the Spielmans. When were they born? When did this idea hatch? <laughs> the hatching of this idea occurred. <laughs> you knew I was going to have a blast with this. You knew it. <laughs> the hatching of this uh, By the way, did I mention there are people in a box? There, there are people in a box, and the box says the Spielmans on it. There are 11 <laughs> hatching people in the box, and... Uh, the idea came to us uh, three uh, years ago. As Menachem mentioned, we are primarily involved with... With serious medical work. And I'm not even kidding. Like with real big machines and 2017 inventions. But yet you guys well, jumped well, right back into the world of Jewish toys. We went retro towards toys, and I'll tell you why. This is actually what happened. The, tr- the story goes like this. One of the partners, there are four, uh, five partners in the practice, and they are Dr. What Wim- we call the Center for Spinal Disorders. The Center for Spinal Englewood, Disorders. Englewood, New Jersey, right? Englewood, New Jersey. Uh, it's also, as in a, a, a um, <clears throat> umbrella name, the Center for Musculoskeletal Disorders. Real serious place. We no do, joke. We do a combination of spinal uh, surgery, pain right. management, injections, hand surgery. Um, I believe, Nachum, you've been to the office. Correct. Seen I was treated there. You were treated Real at the office. serious stuff. Reasonably serious stuff, but not as serious as this toy. And I'll explain to you what I mean by that. 
Okay, go ahead. <laughs> That's great. We, uh, I like when you play along. That's thank good. You, thank, thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> we like to play, and that's really what got us into this. But the real, the origins of the story is for such. There are several partners in the group, Dr. Winiarski, Dr. Simchai, Dr. Horowitz, uh, myself, uh, as well as uh, Dr. Abram Shaev. And he is a um, one of the most skilled uh, technical surgical PAs uh, in the country. Um, and he... Um, uh, has a brother. He has a brother-in-law who lives in Eretzisrol. Whose a, last name is Spielman. Whose last name is close to Spielman. <laughs> it's Saboni. He's a Moroccan Jew, a very passionate, uh, warm, uh, extremely talented uh, artist, and he lived and breathed toys. Uh, to the extent that before, before the Spielmans, wow. and he had an award-winning toy which he produced in the called, secular world. In the secular world, called the Skate Ranger. And that toy something a kid here would have heard of or not? Uh, it was sold in FAO Schwartz. Wow. It was an award-winning toy. And once the patent for that design uh, lapsed, uh, he came to us um, having a break in action, so to speak, and said, "Look, I have an idea to bring forth to the Jewish world a toy of such soul and of such quality and of such ability uh, in terms of its ability to educate and articulate and to play yeah. that I need uh, that I want a partner to do that yeah. with. Yeah, I mean, just right off the bat, in all seriousness, now, right off the bat, because I've seen a lot of Jewish toys over the years, it's obvious that they spent a lot of time on quality. That this should be a quality from the box to what accompanies it to the people themselves. You know, we, we could sit here and argue whether they do or don't represent, you know, every aspect of the Jewish community, which we will. But, but, but in terms of professionalism and real design, this is an A1 product. We, we really do appreciate that. As I said, um, he is an artist of um, kind of astronomic proportions, of which the Chinese have commented that they would uh, engage him to create different toys other than this because they're so yeah. impressed so as he's his got ability. Projects. He's working a lot. He, of stuff. He's working a lot of different projects, but his his goal and his real love was to create something for the Jewish people. Right. What city does he live in in Israel? Do you know? He lives uh, in Haifa. Oh wow! Okay. He lives in Haifa, but he spent two years in China living there, not traveling back and forth, but actually living there in the community there and really uh, understanding the intestinal workings of Chinese factories and the production as well as the artistic development of toys. So he came to us uh, two and a half to three years ago and uh, said, I have an idea for this toy. Can you help us? So, And how many of the five partners were willing to listen to this? um, All five? At first, zero out of five, right. including and, you, including myself. But once I met him and understood his passion and depth, right. uh, all five were on board uh, wow. for this project. So we are all vested in uh, this project as well as the quality and success moving forward. Interesting. Uh, we're talking about the Spielmans. Go to the website. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about, and we will describe it as best as possible in a moment. Go to thespielmans.com, S-H- P-I-E-L-M-A-N-S dot com. We're speaking with Dr. Jonathan Lewin and Yehuda Miller. And um, just I, I should say this now for those who may be tuning out, got to go to work, school, etc. If someone does order this today, can they have it for Hanukkah or not? Absolutely. They can have it for Hanukkah? Absolutely, yes. That's cool. It happens to be my son. So Shabbos, Hanukkah, kids out there who, whose parents hear about this now can be playing with this toy. Uh, they can be playing with this, and uh, if necessary, they can be hyper-delivered because we are local. Mm. The company is based in Hackensack. There is a nice. distributor for the toy. Uh, my son-in-law, Menachem Gedjerman, is a director of shipping at this point in time. 
as well as Amazon fulfillment. So there's no uh, reason that they cannot have it. And um, uh, I should well. also mention, Nachum, if, if, if you allow me to, sure. it's available in many of the oh, no, Judaica stores in so, the tri-state area. So if I walk in, uh, I don't know, Central Avenue on Long Island, or if I walk into a Coney Island Avenue or a 13th Avenue Judaica store, I will see the Spielmans. You will, in all probability, see the Spielmans. Chazak Distributors, which is a large-scale Jewish toy distributor, right. has the uh, retail distribution rights to those stores, and those are placed in stores such as Eichler's right. and I'm so, I, I, I'm, Again, we'll talk about the details in a second, but I'm so curious what the reaction is. Are, are people gobbling this up or not? Like, what, what is the reaction out there to the Spielmans? The reaction has been incredible, and uh, when I say incredible, um, I mean as follows. We have been able to reach a broad base of the Jewish world uh, with a large-scale appreciation for this. As an example, the uh, uh, well-known retailer in Manhattan for Judaica, right. for the secular world, is right. Jay Levine. Right, who lives right in this neighborhood. Right, Who here. lives in this neighborhood right. and who's operated a generational store, I believe three generations. And you dealt with Danny, I'm sure. I dealt with, we've spoken with Danny, right. uh, 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 both on a personal and professional level. Right. And um, he, um, who is typically not in the habit of buying toys which are, so to speak, earmarked for the Haredi or, or Orthodox or modern Orthodox world, Correct. saw the toy, saw the quality of this, independent of us reaching out to him, reached out to the company and then ultimately to the distributor and now carries the toy. Mm. We had pro we had conversations with him as a responsible company. We want to see what the feedback is. Sure. And his clientele is secular. Of course. And his clientele are tourists. And his clientele are people <laughs> that they remember. Love it, right? <laughs> they remember Zaidi and they remember right. the grandfather. And they said this brings us back <laughs> to what we remember. Well, that's what the whole. That's why we. That's part of what this whole funny exchange between me and you guys is. Is that the Spielmans. You know, I, when I asked you where the artist lives and you said Haifa, I thought you were going to tell me Meir Sharim because, because the Spielmans look like they come from Meir Sharim. You know what I mean? The Spielmans <laughs> look, uh, well, I wouldn't say exactly Meir Sharim. The Shaitels are a little long for Meir Sharim. <laughs> and we have a funny story to tell about that if oh we Oh, my could. God. There's already objection. There's already, I knew it. You, well, you put images in the Jewish world, everyone's going to have an objection to something, including me. I, I'm saying it's not representative of what I come from, and, and everyone else is saying the same thing. 100%. And the question is why, the question that comes uh, our way from you and from others is why start with this kind of a family? Right. Why is this your headline family? So Eitan's vision was a much broader vision than even the Spielmans as you see them. His vision is to have a set of Jewish families that represent multiple lines of Jewish families so that uh -huh. there'll be uh, a Chayalim in a packet, there's a Chabad family, a Chabad Spielman, which is being planned, and uh, there should be like a cross... There could uh, be there could be a teenage Spielman. There could be a teenage Spielman with like a TABC sticker great. on his... It can be everything. Ho but, hockey playing uh, Jewish boy with a yarmulke? It's a tough mold to make in China, but I guess Eitan could do it. Anything is possible. Is the idea in making the Spielmans, which is a, a traditionally traditional-looking Hasidic family, right. is when you want to reach the broad markets and you think right. about what a Jew is. Most that, noticeably Jewish. The most noticeably right. Jewish, Understood. or the caricature of Jews, the fiddler right. on the roof Jew, Correct. is that of a Strimal. Yeah. Plus, you have to admit, Nachum, the, <laughs> the Strimals are a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> the Strimals are hockey pucks. The Strimals for, for those little hockey games. <laughs> they are hockey pucks. They can also be used for a game of checkers. <laughs> this is 
great. <laughs> now all you need is some red strimals. <laughs> As a matter of fact, one set has the Zaidi has a strimal, and the Sun has a hat. Right. So you can play checkers versus hats. Oh, very on good. A, on a Spielman's very, checkerboard. Very That's good. in the works. The strivals <laughs> and the hats going, going at each other on Shabbos afternoon. Exactly. Now, when someone buys the Spielman's, and again, if you go to the website, you'll see the picture and you'll know, and you'll see exactly what we're talking about. So first of all, in all seriousness, so every member of the family, obviously it's a family, so every member of the family does look like they come from a Hasidic family, right? That we just determined. The, the ones correct. that are available in the main box. And what accessories do you get when you buy the main box? Or do you have to buy accessories separately? How does that work? Oh, we have uh, Yehuda Miller who's going to address this issue. Am I right? Or not? Yeah, allow me to uh, introduce Yehuda Miller. He's the director of logistics nice. and the COO of the company. Uh, and he's a, he's a modest person in terms of what he does. But I just want to point out that he uh, went the distance of going to China and bringing his son, Usher, the senior... The junior CEO to China for a two-week period. And you need a kid to tell you if it's a good product, right? 100%. Basically. 100%. Uh, is he a toy guy like Dr. Lewin is? Is this guy Miller a toy guy like you are? Yeah, he knows his toys? <laughs> I'm good learning. Morning. I'm learning. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. So one opens the box, and what happens? Okay, well, when you open the box, uh, you see a beautiful set of all the figurines, as well as all the accessories, which include uh, the Shabbos candles, the... A wine decanter, or like I learned a new Hasidish word, uh, the wine flush, I think it's called. <laughs> and the, I love it. The uh, Kiddush cup. Right. You got the, the Bieber hat, the Strimal, the, uh, the Nintilas Yadayim cup, and the stroller. The Bieber hat would be what the little kids wear, right? No, the, oh, the Bieber hat is the weekday version of the Strimal. Ah, okay, got it. And Boy, I gotta learn my Hasidic terms. In all the, t- all they're interchangeable hats, so the, right, they, they could, could switch right. them off from the zayin. You could put the, the strimal on the kid. You could put the hat on the exactly. adult. You can have a lot of fun with this thing. Exactly. And one thing I wanted to mention in honor of today's big, an- yesterday's big announcement by President Trump about Yerushalayim, yeah, is that actually the Natila cup. If you look at it, yeah. in detail, I want you to take a look at the Natila cup and see. Oh, it has it has the walls of Jerusalem on it. Yeah, the it's walls, the gold. detailed right. walls of Jerusalem are actually engraved onto yeah. the washing cup. See, this guy spent, not you, meaning the artist, spent a lot of time on this detail, to say the Tremendous least. Tremendous amount yeah. of time. Now, now, I, now I get it. Now I see why people are talking about the quality of this thing. And we have a beautiful hollow board here with a knife. That- <laughs> oh, my God. You've got a knife inside the hollow board. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> what else? As well as the chalas and the stroller, the baby stroller. Uh, with the babies inside. And the stroller, I guess some of the Spielmans would use it on Shabbos and others would not use it on Shabbos, right? Depending <laughs> or did you include an Eruf in there? <laughs> <laughs> we, have a, we, we have a whole debate about which Spielmans are using the Eruf and which aren't. In, in, fact, in fact, there might be a ceremony in certain homes where they crush the baby stroller once they take it out of the box. Like so you, no one would dare use it on Shabbos. Well, depending on where you live, you can either use the stroller or not. Like you say, Nachum, consult your local rabbi as opposed to... I love it. I love we have a wireless Arif included in the box. <laughs> a wireless Arif. Um And there are five kids in this family, right? So it must be a very, very young couple. Are there five or more? Two babies. And two babies? So there's seven kids in the family. So it must be a very, very young couple. They're only up to seven. So for a Hasidic family. I mean, you know, there are Hasidic families with 10, 12, 14 kids. Come on. Like we, like we said, this is version one, and version two could have many more children. But. Any multiples in there, or these are all seven single children? Well, there are two babies included, ah, so they, could, they, could be, they children could be. can imagine that they're uh, right. fraternal uh, twins. twins. Right. They were born the same day. 
Uh, anything else you wanted to mention, Yehuda, in terms of what's in the box? Yeah, all the figures, they're all interactive with the accessories, so their hands are actually made similar to Playmobil. So they're, Someone can hold the challah knife? Yeah, so you could hold uh, the challah knife, hold the candles, serious? pour the Kiddush cup. Um, I'll tell you. And, and not only that, they're p- compatible with Playmobil, so... The hands could you hold all the Playmobil accessories. You could Judaize Playmobil. Or vice versa, correct. Right. You, could, you could actually have or, an integration of communities and cultures. And that, as we said, getting back to the larger <laughs> picture, was the goal of Eitan, to make a multi-faceted uh, uh, Jewish families. Right. And, and that, by the way, is a springboard for even a bigger picture, which in a world of divisiveness, he wanted to create a world of inclusion, and the ability to make multicultural families outside even of the Jewish faith. I so mean, there's I, a bigger picture. I already in that see sense. that he, I mean, he he could create a shul, you know, with varieties of people in it. He could. I mean, he, there's a million things he could do. Interestingly enough, just from a design standpoint, right. it is a scores of times more difficult to create a moving figurine than it is to create a stationary synagogue or a train set or things that don't have actual mobility right. and articulation right. to them. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's certainly within his reach. Uh, can I say something in all seriousness? And not that I'm getting into your business, but after all, with, you know, with my background and tradition, why wouldn't I? Uh, <laughs> after, after all, don't we all do that? I, I would say thirty nine ninety nine is a relatively inexpensive price for what I'm seeing in front of me. We appreciate that vote of confidence. Um, I think that uh, $39.99 represents the following trend. It represents the fact that uh, a toy was put out uh, uh, to the public, which is of the highest quality possible. But at the same point in time, in terms of a price point, we do not, as a a company and both from the standpoint of the reach of people, we did not want to uh, place them outside of that reach. So it is right. probably higher in pricing to similar like toys, and that represents the the additional quality and uh, ability. I would assume, toy. and I know people will th- just think it's a sales pitch, but I assume after Hanukkah that price is going to go up. This is probably a Hanukkah price, right? I would guess for this year. Absolutely. Right, so that's going to go up, and people should take advantage of it now. Also, on the website, it's called thespielmans.com. Thespielmans.com on the website it looks like you have additional accessories. Are these already available, or are these are dreams that are going to be happening? The Spielman Zadie, the Spielman's Bobby, the Spielman's Combo Pack. Are these things that are down the road, or they're available now? These are all included in the, in the mega family, family pack, yes. So when I pay thirty nine ninety nine, everything I see on the front web page is in that box? Everything is in the deluxe edition family pack, correct? Does it include the coloring book? Yes, for the Hanukkah special, we are oh, including yeah. a free coloring book. You guys got to make the, this clear on the website. You're not just getting the game, the toy. Every single thing on this, every, every what is it? Every single thing on this web page of thespielmans.com is included in the $39.99. Correct. All the items specifically on the item page that are That's included in the box. Because all, all these extras say they're five bucks each, but it's not true. You get it all. That's pretty good. Yeah, the the single packs we uh, are are not the biggest driver, but the the biggest driving uh, force. The combos and the, we and are are the mega are the mega family pack and right. and uh, we've sold as as Yehuda will point out, uh, we've sold hundreds of of packs at this point in time on Amazon and and through the website as well as in stores. And the people want to have a family. They don't want to break up that family, and so, <laughs> so I think when you're keeping with the family, who wants to break up the Spielmans after all? Come on, they're such a nice family, those Spielmans. By the way, who came up with the name? 
There's four million Jewish family names out there. Who of the five partners said, you know what? The perfect name for this family from Mayor Sharib is the Spielmans. Who came up with it? Was it you, Doc? Uh, Rabbin Shalom put that name in my head. I don't and know did exactly. You, did Rabinowitz at all get it to your brain while you were going through this process or not? Really? It was only, the, it's, it's about the Spielmans. Some might say Schwartz, maybe even Siegel would be included on that list. You know what I mean? We thought of, there were two choices, Spielman or Siegel Spiel, and we went with Spielman. Anyway, the Spielmans.com. If you order this thing today, your kids could play with it, Shabbos Hanukkah. Simple as that, which is a week from tomorrow, by the way. Yes, 100%. Not only that, we are going to announce in honor of the Nachum Siegel show yeah. that there is going to be, when you check out, if you put in the notes to the seller, just write the word Nachum Siegel, yeah. you will receive a free bonus combo pack nice. on top of the free coloring book together with any orders of the family pack so before Hanukkah. So your spiel, if a listener of mine, their Spielman family will be even larger than the regular Spielman family. Correct. They will have a mega Spielman. Well, they'll have twins. <laughs> Identical <laughs> twins. Really what I'll tell you. Well, what was Jewish life like before the Spielmans came around? I'd like to know. You know, it, was it must a, have been very boring. It was a great. Judaism. It was a great life, but it was not as happy and not as much fun as it is now. That's for sure. Have you have you gotten testimonials from kids who've done interesting things with these games or not? Yeah, we've had all kinds of uh, children reporting back with pictures and ah, telling cool. us about things they've made. We actually had someone who. Uh, made a miniature Waldorf Astoria <gasps> in Jerusalem out of the Spielmans and set them all up. And we Did actually they have, have th- they had good rooms and everything. I believe it's posted. <laughs> I believe it's posted on Jamie Geller's uh, site. The uh, Waldorf uh, or Spielmans. will be or will be the Spielmans got it Waldorf. Yeah, she 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 did note that to us that it's that either is, being posted or currently posted. That is so cool. All right, what else is there to say? Oh, and the coloring book we should mention. Everybody who orders the game, the toy, the, the deluxe the box, edition, correct. They will get a coloring book. They can they can color they can make the Spielmans any color they wish. Correct. Uh, we we of course notice the uh uh the uh the uniform look to the Spielmans with the coloring book you could you could adjust them in any which way you wish, right? Absolutely. I do want to point out one final thing if I could. There's been a um a response from the world of therapy. Um, that this You're is being a very serious. Good, yeah that is a that this we validated this with uh, several therapists that are in the uh, Jewish world um, that noted that this toy has a lot of potential and a lot of utilization for children with occupational therapy and role playing and things of that nature. It could even help with social skills. It, um, maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't want to. I don't want to overclaim. Expertise. I don't right. want to overclaim. But this is what you've been told. Um, this is what right. we've been told. And then, just in terms of the broader, broader markets, this toy, as I we pointed out to you a week ago, I believe, when we first uh, uh, were engaging, was that the toy was picked up by Fox News, and that, and they were reviewed it in terms of toys which are. Uh, diverse and interactive in nature. So we were featured with Playmobil, with Brio, as well as uh, Super Wonder Girls or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a very funny clip, which is available. You could, uh, Yehuda, maybe you tell people how they could see that clip. Yeah, we can make it available to Nachum Siegel. And yeah, we'll share it with everybody, of course. Yeah, it will be. It's on on our Facebook page as well, and on our, as well as. Is the, there a Spielman's Facebook page? There is. There is a Spielman's. You know, Facebook if the page. Spielman's Rub found out they had a Facebook page, there'd be some trouble there, Doc. You know that. 
<laughs> there would be some trouble. It's true, but. <laughs> and I see here you can actually sign up for some type of newsletter. What does that say here on the side of the box in front of me? What does that say right there? It says sign up. What does that it, say? It does say on the box to sign up for a newsletter. Uh, honestly, we have. We haven't gotten to that yet? We haven't gotten to that yet, but we will still accept you if you want to well, send way, us people an email and get be, on our list. Exactly. And when we get to that, at we least will be, be on your mailing list. Because so. there'll be subsequent toys coming out. So That is our intention. People want to make, uh, you know, people want to, uh, you know, be aware of it. All right. Anyway. Find the Spielmans in this area, New York, New Jersey, for sure, in the Judaica stores. I'm assuming around the country as well, most likely around the country as well. Right? There are there are Judaica stores around the country right. handling them. As By I said, the way, this would be big in Israel. I would think this would be big in should, Israel. You would want to just, in the, if, as we're wrapping up, uh, say the worldwide bigger, distribution. It might be bigger in Israel than here, frankly. Okay, so regarding worldwide distribution, we do have a distributor in Israel. Oh, good. Um, as well as we've began distribution in Russia. Wow. And we just got a request a couple of days ago from Panama that someone would like to distribute them in Panama. So we've been getting, we've been fielding calls from around the war- world of people who want to sell Spielmans. And if I'm not mistaken, Yehuda, uh, there have been uh, people that have reached out, let's say, on Amazon and through the website as far as Germany wow. um, uh, and, 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 and uh, Europe uh, for the toy as the well. The Spielmans uh, are going to be welcomed back to Europe, boy. Life is funny, I'll tell you. Life is funny. Um, all right, everybody. It's the Spielmans.com. Simple as that. Go to the website. You'll see exactly what we're talking about. It is a unique Hanukkah gift, to say the least. Uh, They're quite a family, the Spielmans. I've hung out with them. They are quite a family. Uh, they are really, really nice people. And, and, and by the way, generally very quiet. Generally, they, they're, they're, not, they're not the type of family to disturb things in your own house or to be too loud. They're very, very quiet people with really nice children. In fact, I don't think the kids have ever cried as far as I know. Uh, well, a couple of them <laughs> cried, but it's for less than three minutes. Your own kid, uh, My own kids cry for longer. <laughs> anyway, Dr. Jonathan Lewin, Yehuda Miller, uh, the Spielmans, everybody. Check them out. Um, uh, they are available, and you can have. If you order it today, you you will have it uh, by Shabbos Chanukah, uh, which is a week from now. Uh, just go to thespielmans.com, and you will see exactly what we've been talking about on this very special edition of JM and the AM. I thank you both very, very much. Thank you very much. It's been an I honor wish, to be here. I thank you. Which wish you the best of luck with this. This is really, you know, with all the kidding around, with all the kidding aside, it is really a cool product that I think a lot of kids in our community are going to enjoy. Thank you so much. And thank happy, you, thank you. And happy Hanukkah. Happy and freilichen Hanukkah. I'd like to see where the, when we make some malatkas for the Spielmans, but I guess I'll be on a different show. Thursday morning broadcast. More coming up at America's one and only Jewish moment, uh. Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app.
in the AM Hanukkah celebration time. That's right. We've, uh, we were criticized for not enough Hanukkah music during this week, but uh, we are, thank you, we are uh, celebrating Hanukkah uh, even now, even though it begins on Tuesday night. We're already celebrating Hanukkah now with your Achmiel Begon Miami Boys Choir. You heard the Light Up the Nights and you heard Ma'oz Tour. I want to thank uh, both Dr. Levin and Yehuda Miller. They left a nice 
collection of uh, Spielman family uh, accessories, toys, the whole game here. And I think during the live lunch today, we'll <laughs> invite the Spielmans <laughs> to be part of our presentation. We'll see what happens. Um, I may have to convince Miriam Wallach that they belong in our show today at 11 o'clock. Anyway, uh, Ambassador Danone is going to join us. We're going to get back to the topic of Jerusalem after this break for Hanukkah. We're going to get back to the topic of Jerusalem. My thanks to Yaakov Katz of the Jerusalem Post for joining me earlier. United Nations Ambassador from Israel to the UN, Danny Danone, about 15 minutes from now here at JMNAM. Reminder, tomorrow, Malcolm Honline. He is Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. He is... Um, uh, Going to join us tomorrow morning, 7.40 Eastern Time, here at JM in the AM. And yes, we will, just like we did with Yaakov Katz, and we will no doubt do with others, we will go through all the uh, aspects of the big announcement by President Trump yesterday. <sighs> Continues to be a day of celebration today, and one where I hope people out there, between teachers and rabbis and parents, I hope... Uh, you take the opportunity to tell your students, your children, how important the 6th of December. Yes, it's always been the capital of Israel for the last 70 years, but now it's recognized by the United States in what is a very significant move by the president. And let us not lose sight of that. And we'll be discussing it, of course, for days here at JMD. I want to thank those who are um, commenting on the app. Uh, listener Devora mentions the Balaturim that seems to be in discussion on social media. I noticed it a few times. Um, about uh, the Balaturim reference to Yerushalayim this week. I mean, frankly, I think you can find a reference to Yerushalayim in any week, thank God, but uh, it is nice that people pointed that out. Uh, this listener says, God bless Donald Trump. He must continue to build a greater Israel. Um, Am Yisrael Chai. Uh, listener Terry is the one who said, we need a modern Orthodox Spielman family with the Kippah Ruga. Well, we mentioned the Chayalim, and that's coming hopefully down the line. And uh, one of our listeners points out, that they want to thank us for finally playing some Hanukkah music. Well, like I said, I knew we'd get to the Hanukkah music eventually. Uh, JM in the AM, 14 minutes after 8 o'clock as we continue on this uh, a Thursday morning broadcast. It's a big Thursday for us, as you would suspect, because every Thursday is big here at the Nahum Single Network. Charlie Harari at 9 o'clock at 9.30. Michael Fragan and Phil Goldfeder with Spin Class. Allison Josephs, Jew in the City, speaks at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. She interviews Miriam Ballin. Director of the United Hatzalah of Israel Psychotrauma and Crisis Response Unit. Miriam Alwalik with That's Life. Miriam focuses on the holiday of Hanukkah today. Uh, presents a Hanukkah in Jerusalem overview with Tamar Lussman of Candy Corner and Joanna Shepson from Fun in Jerusalem. Thursday live lunch I mentioned. That'll be 11 until 1. 1 o'clock for throwback Thursday from all the way back in 2003. At 4 p.m. JM Rewind. Uh, which again will feature our interview with Dr. David Rossmarin and David Braid of the Center for Anxiety. Uh, that's coming up on JM Rewind at 4 p.m. And Mark Zamek with the Erev Shabbos show brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. It is an amazing show with great music. It starts at 7 p.m. Eastern time tonight. You will love the Erev Shabbos music. Make sure to be tuned in. More coming up. It's Thursday at JM in the AM.
Forgot them in the frying pan each year While we were having fun playing dreidels Smoke alarms were wailing everywhere Firemen were breaking all the windows Sadie closed his eyes, began to pray Those latkes had no luck, our mouth bit down and stuck But Bobby made us feed them anyway
J.M. in the A.M. That was Amram Adar with Rokadim Halila. Before that, more Chanukah with the Yeshiva Boys and Those Were the Nights. And you heard RJ2 with Rachem from the album Modim. J.M. in the A.M. It is a, a Thursday morning edition of J.M. in the A.M. Uh, U.N. Ambassador uh, from Israel to the United Nations, Danny Danone, is going to be joining us coming up. Have that for you. This is brand new from a gentleman who introduced it to us officially this past Monday. Ruvi New at J.M. in the A.M. Shaya <laughs> 
Ruby New, called Six Days here at JM in the AM. You think the ambassador will mind if I say Chag Sameach? Is this a big enough occasion, you think, to say Chag Sameach to the United Nations ambassador from Israel to the UN? We'll find out in a moment. Uh, the Honorable Danny Danone joins us live via telephone. He is, in fact, Israel's ambassador to the United Nations. Boker Tov, Mr. Ambassador, Shalom. Uh, might I be out of line if I said Chag Sameach? Shalom, Boker Tov, Chag Sameach, we can say, you know, we're getting ready for Hanukkah. <laughs> and yesterday, there was another miracle. Nachon. We're going to celebrate Hanukkah in a special way this year. You know, it was a, I knew about the declaration, about the decision. And I spoke with Ambassador Haley the night before. But when, when I saw the president delivering his speech, you know, you know, I felt that uh, we make history. And I think we should be very proud of this special day. You know, and I know that many other countries will follow the U.S. It's not easy for me in the next uh, few days. You know, tomorrow morning we're going to have an emergency session of the Security Council. Uh, many countries will condemn uh, Israel, will condemn the U.S. But uh, we should uh, continue to do what is good for the U.S., what is good for Israel. And I think today we, we should be grateful for the decision of uh, President Trump to finally recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Oh, no question about it. And there's more about that I want to ask. But first, you said something that, that many of us don't know and, and is so important. So is there, in fact, an emergency session of the Security Council planned specifically for this issue? Tomorrow morning, uh, we will sit for a few hours in the Security Council. Uh, we will debate uh, this issue. <clears throat> it will not be easy, but I, I, I feel confident. I, I'm actually right now preparing my speech for the Security Council, and when I will enter the room, I will walk very proud, very tall, representing the Jewish people, telling the story of 3,000 Jews, and with all the respect to all those nations who will come to condemn us, I will ask them about their capitals, what is the heritage of their capital, what is the, their connection to their capital, and I can assure you that they will hear strong words from me and from Ambassador Nikki Haley. You know, it's interesting, uh, you mentioned the uh, walking with pride. It seemed to us watching yesterday that the president himself presented this decision with great pride and great conviction, and certainly the vice president standing there with the same pride and conviction. I would assume that you're getting the same feeling from a U.N. ambassador, Nikki Haley, as well. Absolutely. 
And, and the, you know, it's last week we hosted the Vice President Pence in the reenactment of the vote that led to the establishment of the State of Israel, the, the Kaftet Ben November, the 29th of November. And the Vice President told me that he's going to Israel with very good news. I knew what he was talking about, but I didn't realize it will happen so soon, so fast. And for us, we are grateful for Ambassador Haley, for the Vice President, for the President, for the American people. You know, I read many history books when I was a child about the vote in 1947, about the establishment of the State of Israel in 1948 with President Truman. And today, I feel also it's, uh, it's history. You know, when my kids, you know, saw that video, I said, you know, one day they will be able to say, you know, we were in the U.N., and we were there when we, this thing happened, when the U.S. recognized Jerusalem as Israel's capital. It's one of the points we've been making for the last couple of days. All the teachers and parents and grandparents out there, we have an obligation to impart on all the children, all the young adults uh, in our community, in our families, how important this day, December the 6th, Wednesday, December the 6th of 2017 is. And when we look back at dates like you alluded to, whether it's Balfour 100 years ago or Partition 70 years ago or the Six-Day War 50 years ago, no need to go back in time to those dates significant for the development of Israel and the progression of the state of Israel. Now we can point to 2017, an important date in modern Jewish history. You know, when you live through these dates and you live through these moments, it's difficult to see the forest from the trees that were actually living through history. I'm sure from your perspective, you wish more of the young people on understood that we are living in such historical times. Uh, we are, and we are educating, and I, I do it all day, and we should not take it for granted. And I want to take you back, a year back, last December, I think we spoke also on your radio show, when the shameful resolution passed yep. uh, in the Security Council, Resolution yep. 2334. Yep. I was there by myself right. when the U.S., when the previous administration decided to abstain and to allow the shameful resolution to pass. And if you read that resolution... It called the presence of Jews in the old city, in the Kotel Amaravi, in the Western Wall. They call it a flagrant violation of international law. And I knew that we can change it. And today, we saw a year later, we have a new ambassador, a new president, and we saw a great change in the policy of the U.S. Unbelievable. You know, to us, not to you, because you're obviously in the know, we're speaking with Ambassador Danny Danone, Israeli ambassador to the United Nations. Uh, you're obviously in the know. But to us, as, as regular lay people watching the speech and listening to President Trump yesterday, you know, we all expected because of the media's advance notice, we all expected the declaration about Jerusalem and an American United States recognition of Jerusalem as Israel's capital. But for us, it was a bonus that he added in the words that he's instructing the State Department to now start the process to move the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. It was it was not only a day where we saw the conviction and strength, but for us. For the average pro-Israel lover, it was a day where it looked like and seemed that the president overextended himself for Israel yesterday. Well, I think what he did was good for uh, for the region, was good for the partners of the U.S., for the allies of the U.S., because today people understand that the U.S. is standing with the allies and it's not abandoning them. And I think in our region it is very important. You would see that people would respect the U.S. more. It was an important decision for Israel, for sure. Yeah. It was also an important decision for the United States of America. Do you think you'll hear from any of your friends, uh, maybe in quotation marks, maybe not, in the United Nations at today, tomorrow, etc., that now their governments are considering moving their embassy to Jerusalem? Well, with this 
we started to discuss it with a few of my colleagues. You know, we, we heard about the Czech Republic, which were the first one to do it. And I, I want to take you back, you know, maybe a year ago, I think we heard the Russian ambassador in Israel saying that Russia is recognizing, it wasn't officially, but he said it in an interview, that Russia is recognizing the western part of Jerusalem. Right. So I think we will see more countries following the U.S. And when you have leadership, people follow the leader. I, uh, I know you do this. I know, I'm sure you do this. Uh, I wish there was a way for the collective Jewish community here in the United States, those who care about Israel, to express to Nikki Haley how incredible uh, her leadership is on issues like this and how well she represents the United States and uh, really the interests of the state of Israel on a regular basis. I would assume you have an opportunity constantly to convey this message to her. I I do that, and when, when she called me the night before, I told her that, you know, on behalf of the Jewish people, not only the state of Israel, we are grateful for our service. And tomorrow morning, when we enter the Security Council at 11 o'clock, I would say it again to her, and also in my speech, that uh, we are grateful for this courage and for this bold decision. And and one of the things that I know you appreciate is that it's not just on behalf of the Jewish people. It's on behalf of generations of Jews, all of our ancestors, and certainly those who've given their lives for the establishment and the maintenance of the State of Israel for all these years. And I know that you... Ambassador Danone, when you walk into a session like that, you are carrying all those people along with you. Absolutely. And I think to, today, all the Jews around the world should be very proud, should celebrate. And, you know, we are believers. And you see, when you believe in something, when you pray for something, eventually it happens. Amazing. Enjoy, enjoy Hanukkah, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. He is the uh, Israeli ambassador from, uh, well, obviously from Israel to the United Nations, Ambassador Danny Danone. Uh, Interesting, huh? Early part of this conversation, he informed us that there will be an emergency session of the Security Council on this issue. Unbelievable, or maybe not so unbelievable. Thursday morning broadcast, more coming up. It's JM in the AM. No fighter plane, no battleship can crash with pure and sweet. It's that last drop of oil, it just won't see defeat. It keeps our little hub in flame and dancing to the beat. It's that last drop of oil, we'll take it to the street. And we'll blow smoke in the face of darkness, set fires to burn up the night. Tell every tell all your stories, be a miracle of light. Blow smoke in the face of darkness, set fires to burn up the night. I'll be a nest nest, I'll be a bright light, I'll be a miracle, I'll be a miracle of light, I'll be a nest nest, I'll be a bright light, I'll be a miracle, I'll be a miracle of light. Crushed like an olive, let your oil flow. When there's nothing left, your true colors show. So reach deep down and grab that spark. Ain't you tired of living in the dark? Show me, can I show you the light? Show me, can I show you that and light? We'll blow smoke in the face of darkness. Set fires to burn up the night. Tell every tell all your stories. Be a miracle of light. Blow smoke in the face of darkness. Set fires to burn up the night. Tell every tell all your stories. Be a miracle of light.
New York Boys Choir, brand new from the Monagain album here at JM in the AM. Huh? We're into the Hanukkah music, huh? Miracle was from 8th Day. That's a brand new single. JM in the AM, reminder that our friends at OnlySimchas.com have an amazing news feed with great stories from around the Jewish world. Check them out. They include a lot of our content as well, and we thank them for that. OnlySimchas.com. In addition to their Simcha news, you want to check out their news feed every single day. OnlySimchas.com. Speaking of websites, don't forget fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. That's where you can support JM and the AM and keep us going. You may want to do so before the end of the calendar year. Support JM and the AM and keep us going. Go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and you can sponsor part or all of a JM and the AM broadcast or just give a donation, which we greatly appreciate. It's very, very nice of you, and we thank you for that. Um. So please uh, check that out, fjbunity.org. Coming up, Charlie Harari with Unlocking Greatness. That's at 9 a.m. Spin class, Michael Fragan and Phil Goldfeder with the latest uh, political news. Uh, that's at 9.30. Jew in the City Speaks, Allison Josephs has Miriam Ballin, director of the United Hatzalah of Israel Psychotrauma and Crisis Response Unit. Miriam Al-Wallach with That's Life at 10.30 with a Hanukkah celebration, or actually Hanukkah in Jerusalem overview with Tamar Lussman from Candy Corner and Joanna Shepson from Fun in Jerusalem. Live lunch, 11 until 1. Throwback Thursday goes back to 2004. Uh, JM Rewind at 4 p.m. Uh, our interview with Dr. David Ross Marin and David Braid from the Center for Anxiety is kicking off that edition of JM Rewind today at 4 p.m. And the Erev Shabbos show with Mark Zamek presented by Kedem. And it is an amazing Erev Shabbos show every single week. It starts at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Starts at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Check it out. It is amazing with great music, etc., etc. All righty. Hey, Lenny Solomon, you know, he's made a commitment. Uh, Lenny Solomon's made a commitment to come out with a brand new song every single month. And, um, you know, the month of Kislev, hey, you got to figure it's going to be a Hanukkah song, right? Well, guess what? Lenny Solomon and Schlockrock have a brand new Hanukkah song for Kislev 57. Seven eight, and we have it. It's called Judah Maccabee. Here for you, brand new at JM in the AM. The Greeks came to attack. Every day that we saw 
Brand new Schlockrock, Judah Maccabee. It's Lenny for Kislev 5778. Information, go to schlockrock.com, schlockrock.com. I believe, am I right that he has a, a tour going on as we speak? Or that he's about to go on tour? Um, let's see. On December 2nd, Lenny was in Nashville. Uh, December 9th, that's tomorrow night, Saturday night. Saturday night, he's in Rockville, Maryland. Up in Stamford this Sunday, uh, he's in Westchester on Erev Hanukkah or Hanukkah? No, on first day Hanukkah, he's in Westchester. Second day Hanukkah, he's in West Hartford. Shabbos Hanukkah, he's in Rochester with a show, Matzei Shabbos Hanukkah. Sunday of Hanukkah, <laughs> the guy's unbelievable. Uh, no, Monday of Hanukkah, is it Monday? Where am I here? Uh, what's the 17th? Yeah, Sunday of Hanukkah. Uh, he's in Buffalo. Monday, he's in the Young Israel of West Hempstead, Monday of Hanukkah. And he does a private show December the 19th at a Yeshiva High School. My gosh, he is one busy Hanukkah feller, to say the least. The great Lenny Solomon. All right, wrapping things up with Yaakov Shweki Thursday morning broadcast, JM and the AM. Don't forget tomorrow, weekly update. We have a whole list of things to discuss, most related to President Trump's announcement yesterday. Weekly update tomorrow. Malcolm Honline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, joins us tomorrow, 7.40 Eastern Time, here at JM in the AM.
Yakov Shweki wrapping up a jam and AM broadcast for us. I'll speak to you next during the live lunch at 11 a.m. And, of course, tomorrow morning between 6 and 9. Don't forget, bonus JM starts usually around 5.30-ish. We're live from the Nahum Single Network studios ready at 5.30 a.m. Eastern time. Tell your friends and family around the world to check us out 24 hours a day. We are worth it. Achenu Israel and Achim Achem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners, sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and AchimSegal.com, on the AchimSegal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. And I thank those of you who've been commenting on the app all morning, a couple of days in a row. We have record numbers of comments, and I appreciate it. Uh, more coming up. Charlie Harari's next, then the um, spin class program with Michael Fragan and Phil Goldfeder. Allison Joseph's Jew in the City. That's live with Miriam L. Wallach, 11 a.m. Eastern time for the live lunch. Tonight, 7 p.m., Erev Shabbos show. Mark Zamek brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Make sure to be tuned in. The music's amazing. Have a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.